Hello, this is your keeper with an important message on a scary topic, story continuity. Due to the passage of time between recording the episodes in question, my own faulty memory, and autocorrect preferring the name Cornelius to Cordelius in my notes, the demon previously named Cordelius Pennybreak in our first interlude is now a devil named Cornelius Pennybreak in this Halloween special episode. Uh, Pennybreak also sounds a bit different, but I promise that he's supposed to be the same monster. I actually like this Halloween version of Pennybreak best, so I say to heck with continuity, and we're just going to say that this episode's Pennybreak is canon. Also, we actually recorded this Halloween spectacular after recording a few other adventures that will show up in the main podcast feed soon. Um, because of that, in the, uh, this episode, you're getting a bit of a glimpse into the future as our heroes banter about having a church mad at them and burning down a forest and such. Uh, those adventures are going to be showing up in the regular podcast feed soon, but you don't need to know what happened in those stories to enjoy this special Halloween episode. Hello, everybody. It's your friendly neighborhood audio editor here to give you a note on how this audio was anything but friendly. It shouldn't be a surprise that the Halloween audio got a little bit haunted. I guess Penny Break didn't appreciate us recording this story. We managed to salvage it with some interesting backup audio that we managed to have on hand, but it's not our cleanest sounding episode. It's perfectly listenable. I think we've managed to put together something that tells a wonderful Halloween story. But if it sounds a little funny, that's why. Enjoy this spooky Halloween. Tonight, on a very special Halloween episode of Rails End Mysteries, Gwyneth Appleton learns about pentagrams. Aaron Aronson gets religion. Avis Osborne fights like a devil. Agent Erickson is on the knife's edge, and your keeper figures that continuity is overrated. To begin with, it is October 30th, which is a Friday, 2020, in Rails End, Missouri, and it's a big day because it's the eve of the anniversary of the Battle of Rails End during the Civil War, and this is a big anniversary because the new Civil War Museum at Montgomery Mansion is opening. And that is a big to-do, and they're doing special tours uh, into the evening uh, for this new museum that is opening. And Gwyneth. Yes. Do you have a move for the opening of a mystery you would care to do? Yes. Fortunes. So I bet I'll just do my, my, go to my room, do my incantations, attempt to look into the future. So are you doing that or are you doing your sect move? That is the sect move. Don't you have a, when you are in good standing with your sect? Oh. Uh, roll plus charm. Do you have multiple beginning ones then? I think we do. Yeah. Hold on. Railroading intensifies. Telling the hunter their own moves. So I think it's fortunes that I think it may just be one. Now this is this is one that all initiates have. Oh, where I call them. Yes. 
Do you not want <laughs> no, to? No, I do. I just didn't think that was what he was talking about. Yes. Now you can do, others can do other moves as well, but I, I want to be sure we get our beginning of mystery moves uh, accomplished yeah. for this one. Yeah, so I, I'll, I'll call them. It's plus charm roll. I'm still going to okay. go up and silence everything outside of my room, though. That's a good idea. Oh, well, that's a four. <laughs> that's not good. Mm. They ask you to do something bad. So, how do you define bad? So, how are you contacting your sect by, by my phone, cell phone? By my cell phone. In your warded room, right? Yep. So it rings, ring, ring, ring. Hello, Commandant's office. Uh, this is Initiate Gwyneth Appleton. Appleton, you're the one who screwed up that last adventure. Uh, what do you want? Should, um, do you mean last adventure by when we set fire into, in the forest? Or last adventure when we got attacked by zombies? You pretty much screwed the pooch on all of them, didn't you? No. We succeeded in the last, in the, in the zombies one. Yet you've sent no supplies back to headquarters. It wasn't really a supplies thing. It was, you know, challenging for territory. Listen, Appleton. You're in the field to do reconnaissance, to carry on our work, and to supply our order. Yes, sir. At this point, we need materials we can analyze for the good of the order. What sort of materials do you need, sir? There's an event happening soon. A new museum is opening. A museum in a home built by a dabbler. A dabbler in darker arts. Some of his equipment could be useful to our order. So I should break in and steal it, sir? Well, you need to find the supplies, the materials, the tools this dabbler used for his pursuits. How you obtain them is immaterial to me. Yes, sir. Dismissed, Appleton. Speak to you soon, sir. I said dismissed, Appleton. Goodbye, sir. Click. Any other uh, beginning of mystery moves anyone wants to do? Can I do fortunes? Well, you know, you're going great so <laughs> I'm far. I'm going great. So I'm going to put my phone away and then do like my little incense thing, enchanting, to try to look into the future. Let's see. Oh, ah. That's going to be a nine plus weird. So an 11. So what happens on a success? On a 10 plus, I hold three. Okay. Um, so I guess I will have a useful object ready. Be somewhere when I need it just in time. And I can either take plus one forward or give plus one forward to another hunter. Okay. So I guess I'll just take plus one forward for myself since I don't know who else is going to be like going on this grand adventure with me. 
I think you have a pretty good idea, but yes, <laughs> plus one forward would not be unreasonable. Um, I would also say, so um, as you are doing these incantations and you're getting a vision of the future and you see Montgomery Mansion in your vision and you see uh, a green light emanating from the windows and now you've seen this building in your time in Rails End already. Um, it's been getting refurbished, it's been getting all gussied up, but it still has been old and spooky and there's just not much help for that. No amount of paint is going to make this old Victorian mansion less creepy uh, than it is mm -hmm. intrinsically. And you see a green light emanating from it and you have a strong uh, premonition that you need to go there on the in the evening of October 30th for the opening of the new museum. Okay. And as far as having something useful handy, um, what uh, what's your weapon kit? I have a magnum and a sniper rifle. Do you have any hand weapons? No, I do not. Um, you have a strong feeling that some manner of divine or magical weapon is going to be necessary. Okay. Hmm. Okay. Anyone else have beginning of mystery moves they want to use? I don't have any. Think so. Nope. <laughs> don't think I took that one. No, I don't think so. Nope. I think Gwyneth is the uh, heavy at the beginning of a mystery. Yes. So, okay. So, with the uh, premonition that you have now, Gwyneth, and uh, the rest of you who may or may not know of Gwyneth's premonition, uh, what, what do you do? I'm going to go downstairs and find Aaron. Hello? We have orders. <clears throat> yes, orders. It's always an order to serve. But I not knowingly. I've had both orders and a more detailed premonition that, well, you know the Civil War Museum and that mansion that's creepy? Yeah. I've been working out to, to sell there. some stuff there, but yes. We're going to have to steal stuff from that. Cool. I'm just going to change my plans. It's fine. Don't mind me. Basically, anything in there that is dark art, dark magic arts related, we take. That just sounds like sensibly appropriating dangerous items from the public. We're definitely the good guys here. I'm with you on this. 100%. Cool. And um, if you happen to see something that's not magical, but say valuable, that wouldn't be an issue to take that just as a precaution, right? You know... I won't be watching you too closely. So Excellent. as long as we get our magical stuff and get the sect gets happier with us again, I don't care. Excellent. Um, we will also need to find a divine or magical weapon because I bet there's some magical stuff going on in there that we'll need to combat. Yes, I do like being the sound of a divine magical weapon. Maybe like a runic one or something. I hear those are cool. And I think we should get the other two involved in this as well. Yeah, cool. Should give them a ring. 
Do I have their phone numbers? I think at this point you I, like, you have uh, Erickson's okay. phone number. It's like not his like burner phone thing, but like his. I only have. He only phone. has. Yeah. <laughs> I I don't. Have I mean, if you know my you... no, the teletype probably. I don't think you can contact that. Yeah, I you I guess you have access to my uh, burner phone. Yeah. So I'll just call you. <sighs> Hello. Erickson. Oh. Uh, What's up? You know, I think it would be really fun um, if we could go to that Civil War Museum opening. Yeah? You think it would be really fun? <laughs> I think it would be really fun. Um, I don't... Uh, why, why are you... I, I would have... I'd like to say, hey, this would have been very interesting in the open, opening of the Civil War Museum, so you've probably heard a lot about it. I mean, I've heard of it, but, like, like, are you inviting me or, like, me and Avis? Like, what's going on here? Yeah, you and Avis. Oh, okay. can, like, the four of us can go out. We can we can do some bonding. Okay. <laughs> hmm. Uh, is there anything that we need for this bonding trip? <laughs> work trip no it's it's my work trip um well um the rest of you are just along for bonding hooray bonding <laughs> oh, oh, oh no. okay i'll 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 talk to avis um and i'll drive on over all right see you soon yep avis we're going on a bonding trip, apparently, to the that museum that you wanted to check out. Uh, do you happen to have any, like, sanctified weapons? No. No? How, no? how, how would I have one of those? I, and why do we need them at the museum? I, I mean, it's a museum. I've... I'm pretty sure this is going to be a work trip. Oh. It, it'll be a little bit more fun for having a bit of history around this. That's fair, especially if it's living history. Um, <laughs> oh, let's head on over. I'll throw the car into. Does it just need to be like a sanctified weapon? Because I can do magical. Uh, I I don't know. I'm gonna. Uh, our experience with churches in this area isn't pretty good. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'd prefer not a church. So, I mean. I can try to find something, but I I only got mundane stuff. Well, I can probably turn something mundane into something magical, but if it, it has to be sanctified, I, I can't do that. Hmm, okay. I'm not exactly holy. Neither am I. So do we want to skip ahead to when you all arrive at Montgomery Mansion, or do you want to do anything else in preparation as a group? Are there any, like regular churches in this area? Non-cults. There are numerous Baptists of different varieties, um, various uh, Christian churches, Church of Gods, um, Assembly of God. There's one Catholic church. There's a small Episcopalian church. Rails End is chock full of churches. 
Um, I just want to go and buy like a cheap silver crucifix <laughs> just in case. <laughs> so I, I think you can get a cheap silver or the, the silver crucifix silver. makes it a little harder, but I, I think you're going to be able to find at least cross jewelry and outright crucifix might be a little hard, um, but you can at least get cross jewelry at, I mean, at, at the gas station. Like, this th this is sold all over the place. Awesome. I'm just going to pick one, one of those. Yeah. I would just like to try and go into a church with a thermos flask and make a thermos flask of hot water, of uh, holy water from the font. What? So that would require going to the Catholic church, probably. Yeah, they, they've always got ones on the entrance. I'm just going to go in there, wear a hoodie, stick my thermos flask in, and run away. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> So, I guess for this little adventure, you're going to have to roll to act under pressure, Aaron. Cool. When has this ever gone wrong? I, oh, never. I rolled an eight. I got a nine. I got a nine. Excellent. So, I, I, I think that the problem you're going to encounter is, as you're dipping your thermos in, you hear a voice say, Hey, you, what's that? Sorry, gotta kill a monster with holy water. See you later. Stop that. Stop that. And a priest comes running uh, away from behind the altar and is chasing you uh, out into the street. I'm just gonna leg it. Oh, God. <laughs> and at this point, um, as much as I would love to have the priest beat you down in the parking lot of the Catholic Church, <laughs> I think that for the sake of brevity, you... You know, the, the price you've had to pay is that you're now on bad terms on site with the Catholic Church in town. <laughs> yeah, and that right. checks out. You do at least have a thermos full of holy water that you can take with you to the Civil War Museum. Like we all do. Like we all do. Someone said you need holy. This literally has holy in the name. What could go wrong? It does fit the divine. Yeah. Unless the monster's, like, not Christian. But when would that ever happen? Anything else before you roll into the museum? No, you're good. Great. So I assume Erickson's driving, and old Frigg, you pull in um, as the sun is setting, and you see a group gathered on the rather large front porch that wraps around most of Montgomery Mansion. And you're again struck by how creepy this house is, even with the new paint. There's something about these old Victorian turrets almost that are, are built into it. There seems to be more of them than makes sense. And it's just oddly proportioned somehow. I hate Victorian houses. There's so many of them downtown, and I just don't understand why anybody would want to live in these creepy dollhouse-looking things. I mean, they look cool. They have an aesthetic. I, no, no. They're really good for, for getting people who want seances in. and get a good return if you rent the house for a couple of weeks and do a load of seances. Throw life in everyone. As you're walking up the uh, short sidewalk to the house, you notice that in the small crowd gathered on the front porch, there's a group of four children singing songs, and there are two uh, adults who seem to be their parents who are playing a guitar and a 
fiddle along with them as they're singing Danny Boy. Interesting. I like this song. <laughs> yeah. Good bit of music. Yeah. And then uh, when that is when they finish, there's a small smattering of applause from the uh, small crowd that is there, and a slightly pudgy blonde woman who looks to be about thirty, uh, who's wearing a a pantsuit, uh, steps forward and she says, "Thank you, a big thank you to the Cruson family singers." Um, for opening the Montgomery Mansion Civil War Museum right here in Rails Inn for us. Um, I am Patty Osborne. I'm the director of the Ozaw County Bureau of Tourism, and I want to welcome everybody to uh, what we're sure is going to be a major tourist attraction for the area um, to bring folks in from out of town and to educate them about the importance of Rails End and all of Ozaw County in our nation's past. Now I'm going to turn it over to our head tour guide for this new mansion. Kirsten, please take this away. And they, then a smallish-looking uh, young woman, looks to be about a high school senior, steps forward and she says, Hi, thank you all. Um, please come on inside and we're going to uh, begin our tour. As you know, um, J.D. Montgomery built this mansion starting in about 1850. And he lived in it while his mind was opening up and uh, supplying the Union armies in the Civil War. It's funny that J.D. was a Union supplier because he was a devoted slaveholder and had looked like he would be a Southern sympathizer. And then you hear a voice that you recognize as Professor Jane Lackler say, sort of as an aside, <laughs> I suppose it may have been the brigade of Union soldiers that got sent down here that helped J.D. decide he wanted to support the Union side. Oh, Lackler, you're a history buff too, huh? Yes, yes. History is very important when you're studying the events in this area. Given the reputation of this house, I was not going to miss this tour. What is the reputation of this house, just out of curiosity? Um, you're talking with Lackler as the entire party is moving inside the front door of the house, mm -hmm. and Lackler is whipping out a peculiar instrument, which looks a little bit like a Star Trek tricorder, except right. instead of a tricorder, this one has five antennas pointing out of it. That's a very antennae tricorder. It's a pentacorder. A pentacorder. You're exactly right. It's a pentacorder. This is recording on five different fans of the supernatural. <laughs> and she fires it up as Kirsten is beginning to say something about, you know, how uh, J.D. Montgomery designed this mansion to his very particular standards as Lackler's fiddling with this thing. She says, well, this building, uh, this house has a very haunted reputation. They say that, that J.D. Montgomery, he did something to infuse it with powers. And then she's twiddling her knobs and suddenly the door slams shut behind you and all the lights go out. What do you do? Well, the bonding began faster than I expected, actually. <laughs> um, Gotta read a bad situation here, surely. Yeah, that's a good way to start. You want to do it? Yeah. I... Got a six. <laughs> okay, so you're no help. I can As confirm it's dark, guys. 
it's a bad situation. You're standing there, and Kirsten, the uh, tour guide, whips out a phone and pushes on the light and says, Don't none of y'all worry. I'm sure this is going to be fine. You know, new wiring and stuff. This house wasn't built to have electric lights. And she flashes the light from her phone around, and then she goes, <gasps> as there's blood dripping from the walls of the entryway. Oh, jeez. Holy cow. Um... What a, ty- what a day to leave my flashlight in the car. Yeah. I'm trying to decide whether I want to go straight to use magic or try to read a bad situation. So, Is there a dead this, body? So if this impacts you, your decision at all, I should mention that there is a bit of a group around you, right? This is a yeah, tour yeah. group. Um, the Cruson family singers are there, all four children and the two parents. Um, there's a couple of other uh, men in the group. Um, I can describe them if you're interested or not. If you don't, they may or may not become relevant here in a bit. Um, you have about uh, about 10 people with you. Okay, yeah, let's read a bad situation before I start whipping out the magic. Okay, I'm doing slightly better than Aaron in all this, but only slightly. Um, that's a seven total. Okay, you hold one, right? Yeah, just the one. I think the most obvious one is what's the biggest threat here? This just got bad suddenly. What is the threat? Okay. Um, So, Avis, you're looking around the room trying to get a grip of your situation, and you're not just looking with your eyes because you have these spooky magical skills. And you can sense, spidey sense. Um, that there's a power that's flowing almost in the air of the room somehow, and that it is diffuse. It's not uh, corporeal, but there's some force in the room that is the greatest threat. Like a, an entity, like a presence? There or is an, an entity. Energy. There is a presence. Okay, it's not just, like, magic everywhere, no. but, like, there's a distinct presence here. That's correct. Aaron, hand me your flask. Or your your thermos. <laughs> I'm going to discreetly attempt to pass a thermos across. I think you can do that. No roll needed. I'm going to look like I'm going down to tie my shoe, but I'm actually dipping my knife in holy water. <laughs> oh, nice! <laughs> okay, once again, I don't think any rolls needed for that. And then I hand back the thermos. <laughs> so we're just totally standing in here in the dark. Okay. Where's the um, flashlight light at this point? Are we moving forward or are, is the party just like... Yeah, I think as you're all doing this, uh, Kirsten, the tour guide, was passing her light over uh, the walls and then whenever she saw blood dripping down them, she, uh, she got abruptly stopped. And whenever that happened... Uh, one of the other uh, people on the tour, a tallish man, about six foot one, with an enormous pot belly and a bald patch uh, on his head, uh, sort of steps forward and she's and he says, Ugh, "No one, no one, panic here. Um, I'm County Commissioner Lawton Dewine. No worries. Um, we're gonna call out of here. We're gonna get the the sheriff to uh, come in to help sort out this situation and get any." any sort of assistance we need, and uh, he whips out his cell phone, and he begins to dial, and then he shakes it and says, 
Why ain't there no signal in here? The sheriff's not coming. That's good. That is good. (laughs) The party gives a sigh of relief. Yeah, everybody's just suddenly... And at this point, you begin to see a shimmering in the darkness. I mean, people have their lights on their phones on, but it's still very dark because there's, this is a, you know, a a high ceiling entryway, two floors up, there's stairs sweeping up stairs ahead of you. And um, there's a shimmering at the base of the steps that begins to coalesce into a form. It's a form wearing mostly dark clothes with long black hair and a pale, pale face. And Aaron, you recognize this form as Cornelius Pennybreak. Oh, shit. Coalesces in front of you. And there's something a bit effervescent about him as he says, Oh, isn't it lovely to visit JD's home again? I'm going to try and grab Gwyneth by both shoulders and put her between me and the ghost and say, your job, 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 your job. What are you talking about, Aaron? This is why I've worked with you guys. You've said you'd keep this thing off me. This is on you. Oh, what itty bitty little fellow do I see over there hiding behind the big old woman with the guns. Oh, that's <laughs> Ellen Ellenson. Hi, Ellen. Sorry, you, you have to be mistaken for my twin brother, Darren Ellenson. <laughs> that's not oh. me here. No mistake there. Hey, everyone. I am willing to offer you a deal. I will give you this man, he points at you, Aaron. This man's soul and essence if you just do me a favor. Any takers? I'll take it. I want it back. (laughs) He looks at you and he says, why, Mr. Aronson, that's most unexpected. If you want to assist me, well, I think we can make a deal. That sounds excellent. A deal. Take the last deal back. Everything's cool. What is going on? Aaron, you made a deal with a, a demon? And you think it's a good I'm idea not to a demon. Hold up, hold up. I'm a devil. That, there's our different entities. In my defense. Okay, but it's somehow... I have worse. no idea what happened the first time I was blackout drunk. Seems okay. like you all have some things to discuss. I'll go explore the premises. Nice work you've all done, he says, looking at Kirsten, then poof, he's gone. What is everybody else doing? They're freaking out. Okay, everyone, everyone, Um, everyone, calm down, calm down. I'm gonna like stand up. I am a somewhat of an expert in this field. I I work for the government, and uh... (laughs) at this point, Lawton Dewine stands up and he says, uh, from where he was cowering on the floor, and he says, "Now you look here, son. I am the government in this part of Ozaw County." Who are you working for? We'll call it the FBI for ease of recognition. <laughs> um, yeah, you wouldn't recognize the division. It specializes in special forces. Stuff. I think you need to sit down, son. You you, you should probably roll to manipulate. Ugh. 
Why are you making me do things I'm not good at? It's a joy. Uh, Maybe a good experience. Okay. So, um, if I can scroll over there, I believe from memory that's the he'll do it, but you'll have to do something to show him that you mean it. Yeah. Um, uh, I'll whip out my badge and kind of flash it towards him. And I say, listen, if we all want to get out of this alive, we need to make sure nobody go off and do the Scooby-Doo. We're not going to split off and look for clues. Everyone stays together. Nobody. Maybe, maybe we should ward them somewhere. I'm sure I can figure out something that will keep the creature, whatever, devil, out of a single room. So in response to that, um, two things happen. First of all, Commissioner Great. Lawton DeWine uh, says, looks at your uh, badge uh, under the light of his phone and says, well, I ain't never seen one of these before, but it looks official. For the moment, I'll listen to you, but I'm going to keep trying to get a hold of my sheriff. Very well. And as you're talking about no one Scooby-Doing, um, you notice that Jane Lackler is gone. Oh, of course. Every time, this is why I don't like this woman. She makes my job so yeah, much harder. <laughs> Have we... She thinks she knows so much and she knows so little. She's just endangering herself. And so others. you said you could walk this room. Could you do that now, please, quickly? Well, we're still in the entryway, aren't we? Can we get out of here? At this point, Kirsten, the tour guide, says, Yes, this is the entryway. Is there a this parlor is five-bedroom mansion was built by... Uh, J.D. <laughs> Montgomery to his exacting standards. Uh, is there a small room with a single entryway that everybody could fit in such that there's, you know, a defendable position? There, the, 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 there's the, the, the observatory. Okay, that'll do. Lead the way. So Kirsten leads you very haltingly up the stairs and past some bedchambers to a large five-sided room on the second floor uh, with large windows that look out onto the surrounding area. It is above the rest of the house. Um, I want to do a couple things. Before we settle everybody in here, I want to investigate the room because I want to make sure that there's not something like dangerous or any sign that the devil has been in here. Okay. So I guess it'd be investigate a mystery. Yes. Okay, that's decent. Um, nine. Nine, so you hold one. Yeah. Um, I guess I'll just go with what is being concealed here. That is an excellent question. Um, I thought it might be. You notice that while the walls are freshly painted, mm -hmm. there's a portion of the wall that in the darkness and all the shadows you can see is, didn't, it just didn't quite take the paint like the rest of the room. It's beside the door that you entered through, um, just a few inches off of it to the right-hand side as you're looking out into the hallway. But... Uh, there's something just off about it. There's something being concealed there. I 
poke around, try to figure out what it is. This patch is um, about the size of the door you came in. So I, I'm going to assume it's some sort of passageway and try to press on it and find a way to open it or something. If it's door size, that seems possible. So can I, I'm trying to think of what a good role for this would be. Could I like drop? <laughs> if I see it as well? Like, oh, you see it. Yeah, you see it once. once yeah, I'm pointing point it out. Can I like run my knife along the perimeter of the spot? You can. And it's with gaps. And I don't think you have to roll for this, but with a little bit of chiseling in the darkness where um, Patty Osborne is uh, squealing, don't hurt my walls. Oh my God, we've spent so much money rehabbing this, this wonderful mansion. Um, but you ignore her and you're able to finally see a very fine line that is a break in the wall um, approximately the same size and shape as the doorway from the hallway. Okay. Seems like we have a second entry or exit here, which is problematic for warding, but interesting. Um, shall we see what's beyond? I think we should do the yes. warding first nice. so that I can stay here nice and safe. Yeah, I, I think you should do the warding now so that you can, I can stay here and that thing can't you find me. You want me to me. ward before we investigate? You think you're a target? I know I'm a target. What? Wait, wait. She, Aaron? her goddamn cult, goddamn promised me to keep, that I'd be kept safe from that thing, and yet somehow it friggin' found I'm me. I'm not part but of I'm getting guy. watered in here right now, so we've got somewhere to run to when it comes. Alright, alright. I guess I can ward it now. Alan is, like, twitching nervously in the side of the room here. It's not my job to keep you safe, but fine, I'll keep these people safe. Yes. So what do you do, Avis? I use magic to ward off a specific creature from a specific location. Watch, this is going to be the one I fail. Nope, that's really good. <laughs> um, that is going to be a 13. Wow, so describe what this looks like. Um, I quite quickly because I've gotten some good practice recently on warding various locations, um, put together the various basic rooms and pride myself in remembering the specific mark to indicate devil. Um, and I put this on pretty much the perimeter of the room. Like I, I take out some chalk and start scrawling at the edge of the entire room with this repeating set of rooms. And once I've done that, they all sort of light up mm -hmm. for a second and then fade back to just looking like they're chalk, but they will defend the room. I will remind everyone in the room that should this line break, you are putting yourself in danger. Yeah, don't smudge the chalk, guys. Don't smudge the chalk. Cool. I think I'll stay here and keep an eye on the chalk for you. No Scooby-Dooing. Aaron, you are coming with us. Yeah, you're with we us, man. firm no scooby Doing policy in a haunted house. Yeah, yeah. I'm stopping them scooby doing. It's an important business. They're, they're not scooby doing, they are victims within a safe room. So, Breathe. as Aaron is hyperventilating and as Agent Erickson is giving a speech to the group, you see Cornelius Pennybreak floating outside the windows and he's holding, reaching his hand out into the windows and is, then is sort of like twitching as he's getting almost zapped. 
and then he poofs away and reappears in the hallway outside the room. And he leers in and he says, oh, that's a sneaky witch in there, isn't it? I'm not a witch. Oh, a sneaky witch. But you all should know she might be able to keep you out, but I can keep you all in unless you want me to eat your soul. Mm. Uh, At this point, you have the uh, various tourists uh, screaming and uh, wailing. Um, Commissioner uh, Lawton Divine begins praying, Oh, dear Lord Jesus, please deliver me, your Savior, (laughs) your servant. I'll toss to him um, my cross jewelry. (laughs) And uh, the Crucian family singers begin to uh, sing Amazing Grace. (laughs) I'm going to join in badly singing Amazing Grace with them. He smiles at you, winks, and poofs away. Yeah, I was worried about that. Okay. Um, do we want to try this mysterious door, or are we just going to sit here and let him talk to us? I mean, he, I think he said he was going to eat Aaron's soul if we didn't do anything, so let's go into I think the- he meant all of our souls, but you know, okay. I'm happy if it's just Aaron's soul. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. I mean, that's clearly a better attitude situation. Yes, also, you seem to have already had dealings with him, so th- I'm going to kind of blame this on you, going to be honest. I mean, could he get, give consent if he was blackout drunk, though? I don't think a devil cares. I, yeah, that's the thing. I don't think they care. I think they still yeah. consider it pretty binding. That's fair. Yeah. Well, shall we investigate this secret passageway? Yes, let's. Onward. Uh, does anyone have a flashlight and not a phone in this room? Regular flashlight. Kirsten, the tour guide, raises her hand and says, uh, the, the, Sir, Mr. Mr. Agent, sir, I, 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 I have a, 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 a flashlight. And she reaches into a uh, fanny pack that she's wearing and she pulls out a small uh, pin light sort of thing. Uh, that will work. Can I borrow this for the day? Y- 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 yes, sir. Awesome. And I'm going to take that from her just so that we have some light. <laughs> so you've warded the room. Pennybreak is looking forward to eating some souls. And you've obtained a flashlight from Kirsten, the tour guide. And you found a secret door. All these are true. Yeah, let's go through the secret door. Or is it difficult to open? Is this like... There's no obvious way to open it. I put my hand up to the door. Okay, you have your hand on the door. Uh, I, I think you're going to need... Someone's going to need to roll to investigate a mystery just to see if you can figure out how to open this door, or you need to find some other way of going through it, or you need to leave through other means. Okay, I'll attempt to figure out how to get through it with an investigative mystery. Okay. Um, okay, that is nine. Okay. So I think we'll need to adapt the questions. And I, I think the question you're asking is, how do I open this dang door? Yes, that. And you are looking at it and you're, you know, pushing it gently and sort of manipulating it. And whenever you hold your hand against the surface and push first upwards and then back into the wall, 
it swings away in front of you. Oh, okay. Hmm. Pretty simple, but it was befuddling us, so I guess it works. Um, what is beyond as it swings open? You see a narrow hallway that at least initially seems to run parallel to the hallway you came into the room through. Okay. Interesting. Everyone else stay in the room. Um, yeah. Who wants to go first? As you open the door, Kirsten says, that, that's not supposed to be there. That, 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 that's where the, the, the master's chambers were. Oh. Were? Well, J.D. Montgomery's dead. Not his chambers anymore. I think they're still called the master chambers, but whatever. Um, clearly, there is some sort of passage that has been snuck in. He did have very exacting plans for this place, you said, so I would bet he disguised this pretty well for it, it, a reason. It, it, we never did find those plans. I've studied up on this place because I wanted to be the tour guide. And You've done an admirable job. But for now, let, let's, let us handle this and its strange peculiarities. Okay. All right, everyone fall in behind me. Um, I click on my All little right. light and I step in. Aaron, yeah, Aaron is going in front of me. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll yeah. be right behind uh, Erickson, yeah. so I'll, I'll be in the back. In the middle. On the yeah. happy, but have no choice. Thanks for listening to our Halloween special here at Rails and Mysteries. Please subscribe to us on your preferred podcast platform, and you'll get our regular episodes and specials like this one delivered right into your ear holes as soon as they're available. If you're enjoying our adventures, please share them with your friends. We can debate whether giving the gift of Rails and Mysteries is a trick or a treat this time of year, but there isn't any doubt that it helps us out. By now, you've probably realized that we love scary stories here at Rails and Mysteries. But there's one story that's too terrifying for us to even contemplate. Not voting in Tuesday's election. Now, I know that we have listeners from all around the world. And a big shout out to Ewan's in Romania, Thailand, Egypt, and Australia. But most of our crew here in Rails and are Americans. And gosh darn it, we want all of the Americans listening to our strange little podcast to vote this year. Election Day is Tuesday, November 3rd. If you're eligible to vote this year and don't, I promise you that something much worse than us will haunt you. If that's not scary, I don't know what is. Now, back to the show. So, it's a very short hallway. All four of you barely fit into it. Um, and it ends in a door that... And obviously you're seeing the backside of it, but it seems to operate under the same uh, mechanism as the other one. It's got a little uh, pull on it even so that you can pull it back towards you after you've pushed it up. And I think Erickson, having seen what worked for the other door, mm -hmm. uh, you have no trouble opening it. What's on the other side? Swing my light around the room. And you see on the uh, other side of the secret door, a large bedchamber. There's a large and very old-looking uh, four-post bed, and it's all thrown askew. The covers are off of it. It seems to have been set up intentionally to be his 
a uh, historical depiction of the, the room, but it's all been thrown asunder by one Jane Lackler, who is uh, slicing up the mattress with a hunting knife and rummaging through the old tick. Okay, I don't think this is what you're supposed to do to a museum. Don't. I'd like <laughs> to use magic. Yo, oh, you two finally showed up. Oh, there's the other two, too. All four of you. This is great. You, you, you lot should help me. Please here. use magic. And what, so, Avis, what do you want to do in terms of using magic? I would like to use trap a specific person, minion or monster, and I would like to just hold her in place. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I do it. That's a 10. <laughs> like move her head and talk but the rest of her is just frozen in place so you're not I just binding her into this a room quick line of Latin. no she's like just in place <laughs> yeah so just describe how you cast this uh well I, I don't know if it's a spell so much as your intrinsic magic but describe what this looks like it, it's more intrin yeah. intrinsic magic it's like i'm very angry at her she's destroying this room and just expecting us to help her when she's like endangering pretty much everybody with this so I'm mad, and I look at her, and I just tell her, stop what you're doing. Freeze. Just wait. And some sort of strange, pale energy coalesces in the air around her. And she's frozen. Uh, Unable yeah, to move. But she can't talk, right? Yes, she can talk. What? what, what release me. What's, I haven't, yeah, I haven't not found it. What are you looking for? Information. On what? On, release me and maybe I'll tell you. It's what J.D. Montgomery did with this place. If we pick her up and put her in the room, can we bar her in the observatory, Avis? I mean, she'll be frozen until oh, I that works. release then, her. So, um, you know. Aronson, help me with her. I'm going to pick her up and walk her through the corridor. Yeah. <laughs> I get it. Give, like, a very awkward look up and down at the person who did this. It's be like, hot damn. <laughs> <laughs> and then help move the body. I'm gonna stay in here. Okay, yeah. Two two need to stay together. Um, as they're as they're pulling her away, I'm going to try to do a quick um reading of her mind as she's being pulled out of the room. Okay. I'm just doing all sorts of magic. Or Jen Blackler's having it. a rough go of it. Yeah. I'm not happy with her. Yeah. We've Don't had enough of her shenanigans. I guess this would probably be an investigative mystery mm -hmm. in her mind to try to get the information she was okay. trying to find. I think that would fit best. Nope. Nope. That won't work at all. Dear God. That is so bad. That is a three. Are we a marketing experience no. for this? Okay. Yes. Yes, it is in canon, so we can mark experience. So, uh, Avis... I find as, as you try to look into Lackler's mind, um, you see a shimmering of light in front of you again. And the you now realize devil Cornelius Pennybreak, only his head appears at this point. He doesn't seem to be bothering to materialize entirely. He says, Hey, little witch, how about you let me all the way out so we can play? Then he not disappears happening. again. 
damn it. <sighs> so, uh, Agent Erickson and Aaron, um, you are bodily carrying the frozen uh, professor. <laughs> Into the observatory down the secret hall. I'm, I'm just apologizing to Lapsus <laughs> yep. going. I'm like, sorry, man, they're the boss here. I wouldn't treat you like this, but I ain't in charge of this operation. I'm Make sorry. Make sure you don't the lines as we step in. Great. I shout. demand you release me so I can continue my investigation. You are endangering yourself and others. You are under magical arrest. <laughs> <laughs> as, as you, you say this, as you're stepping into the observatory, at which point Lawton DeWine says, what are you talking about magical arrest? You don't have no jurisdiction to do arresting and magical no. blasphemy. We're not arresting her. It's not legal procedure. It's temporary binding until it is safe for a civilian to be out and about. You're a witch. Boy. I'm not the witch, but I appreciate the... You're saying there is a boy. witch? Oh dear Lord Jesus! Why is save us! Save us from this travesty! Save us from these abominations! Oh, for God's sake! The abomination thing again. I thought we just dealt with these people. I'll set Lackler down on the ground and yeah. <laughs> leave. Yeah, while they're gone, I'm going to investigate a mystery in the trashed bedroom. Okay. Um, a seven plus sharp, which is an eight. Okay, that's a mixed success. That's a hold one, right? I'm going to ask, what is being concealed here? Okay, so you are looking at the wreck that has been made of the bed by Jane Lackler. And she's combed through the old... Uh, 19th century mattress remnants pretty thoroughly and there's nothing that you see in there. However, this very substantial four-poster bed frame is carved from some sort of wood. It's hard to tell what kind it is in the darkness, but in the shadows you see that there's a little section of it near the head of the bed that's a slightly different shade than the rest and the grain of the wood doesn't quite match up and whenever you fiddle with that a compartment opens up inside is a small book like a journal i'm gonna flip through that journal so it is labeled Laboratory Notebook of J.D. Montgomery. And you see various entries, most of them dated, um, in the late 1850s, uh, describing his attempts to enhance his business success via supernatural means. As you flip through, and, and in fact, I, I think that because this is not a large book, but it is a, you know, fairly substantial book to be reading quickly in the dark while you have a devil hunting for you, I mm -hmm. think there may need to be some more investigative mystery roles to try to find material within the book so I know how quickly you uh, find the best sections for your circumstances. All right, well, that's 
A7. Okay. Um, it's probably like, I mean, probably the best question is what happened here? Okay. So at the end of the journal, which is where you instinctively turn to because you know, you figure that's where the good stuff is. You see in several entries about how um, the deal is working, but JD is worried about the Civil War breaking out because that's going to cut into what he calls his supply. And there's something about, there's a, a diagram, which there's a pentagram, well, there's a pentagon. There's something shaped like a pentagon, and then there's a pentagram that looks like almost candle sketched out on the five corners of the pentagon. And he, uh, in his handwriting next to this drawing, he wrote, it worked. Huh. I'm going to pocket the journal. Are you going to share it with anyone? Maybe. I mean, at this point, Avis probably saw you looking at it. I'm in... I'm in the room. I vaguely noticed you doing something, but I seem a bit distracted. So what are you doing, Avis? I'm looking around the room, but I'm mostly in my own head about everybody calling me a witch because that has happened many times before and is a little bit reminiscent of some pretty awful things. Um, so I'm a bit elsewhere in, in my thinking. So as you're wandering around the room, you notice that it's a uh, large bedchamber that has a door to the hallway outside that is, like in the observatory, essentially adjacent to the secret passageway to the observatory. Um, you also notice uh -huh. it has a large closet or dressing area. It's a little peculiar for a, a, a house built in this era, but there's a sort of separate chamber off of the bedchamber. Um, I'll poke around in there, I guess. Um, and meanwhile, uh, Erickson and Aaron, are you back in the room now? Yeah. Yeah, I think we made our way back. I think we're back and we're going to do a... So, did we miss anything? I mean, I found some indications that this JD fellow is doing some experimenting here involving some pentagrams and candles. Um, all I know is it worked, not specifically what it did. Avis, do you know anything about this kind of spell? You're our kind of our magic go-to. Oh, um, I can take a look at it. I don't know how much I know about particularly summoning things to make deals with, which seems to be what would involve a devil. Um, but I can take a look at it, I guess. Um, yeah, I'll flip open to the page in the journal and just show it to Avis. So, okay. Um, Should I roll something? Yeah, I think you need to roll investigate a mystery. Okay. Oh my god, it's double ones again. <laughs> oh oh my god, I'm, I'm really just shook up apparently. Um, that, that's a total of three to investigate a mystery. But I'm so, working experience. All four of you are now standing in uh, the bedchamber, and Gwyneth is sort of holding the book out for Avis to look at, and suddenly, uh, 
Cornelius Pennybreak appears again. This time, Aaron, he's standing right behind you, and he sort of reaches out, and he strokes your hair, and he says, Oh, <laughs> Mr. Aronson, you'll be so delicious. I'm going to enjoy eating your soul. It's so hard to subsist just on goats and farm yeah. animals. Oh, you'll be delicious. I'm going to tell Azesh, you said you wanted me to do something earlier that would get me off the hook. What is it? What's your task? You just have to open the door. What door? I go to the room in front of it, nearest door I can see, open it and try and go, ta-da, done, give me my soul. <laughs> That's not the door. A deal's a deal, And I, I'm assuming, Aaron, you opened the door to the sort of dressing area slash closet yes. that's in this room. And uh, Penny Brick says, oh, Aaron, that's not the door. But it's on the right track. Open it that I may come enjoy you in my physical form. Poof, and he disappears again. See, I know what door he's talking about. He's talking about like one of those portals. A, a portal? He, he wants I mean, to be like summoned. Sense. I don't think he's actually here. Otherwise, I don't think much of what we're doing would do anything to him. He seems, yes. from my knowledge of devils, they're much more powerful than being creepy. It's true. He hasn't actually done all that much. Can devils break their deals? Are you Googling it? You have no connectivity. <laughs> I'd like to ask a question to the floor. Do I know anything about devils? I don't think I do, is what we pretty much gathered from, from, from what Do I, I know, know anything about devils? What's that? Do I know anything about devils? Do we know devils? anything about well, devils? Well... Uh, yeah. Gwyneth, do you know anything about devils? Is this something that your your uh, sect would have taught you about? It seems I reasonable. Think, yeah, I think probably yeah. the basics. And right, I, I think they're... that one of your sect members actually dispatched Penny Break once before, which is how Aaron was able to uh, yeah. Yeah. come into your care. You might have seen that report or something. Yeah. I feel like they would have told you something if they were putting you with me about that, possibly. Well, I think I would just generally have some background in devils, like not specialized in them or anything, but... I think Erickson would also have, like, devils 101. So what I think I can tell you is that a devil is um, going to honor the letter of any bargain that is struck, does enjoy gambling, and um, can appear in a physical form can bring itself into the material world through great effort and expense, but can be summoned through various uh, rituals by humans using magical spells and incantations, and also can come into the physical world through portals that have been opened by mortals. You also know that certain areas are more amenable to constructing a portal than others. Okay. Um, I guess I should also add that Gwyneth, this is be your your premonition to bring a holy or magical weapon is making a lot more sense now because you know it's difficult to or impossible to harm a, de a devil without a magical or holy weapon. And in fact, mm. you know that some of your order operate using uh, guns and bullets that have been blessed and uh, magicked. 
in order to fight devils. Do they have any knowledge of whether we need to try to fight him in his incorporeal state, or would we have to allow him to come through dispatching properly? Well, you know that fighting him in his corporeal state will be far, far harder. I feel like summoning a devil to dispatch it is not a good idea. We could just not summon it. I agree, but I, yeah, I I'm thinking, thinking yeah. that he was even corporeal enough to be, like, you know, yeah. done away with. Alternatively, summoning a devil to get a soul freed is a great idea, and we should totally do that. No, we're not he doing that. He keeps his promises. Or, okay. And I'm getting out of this one. Aaron? You have already shown yourself to be untrustworthy I, where devils are concerned. And I think right now you are too invested in this problem I to trust the soul that The fact is, you sold your soul to a devil, and now we're dealing with the consequences. You so. still have extreme negligence. So you hear some footsteps tromping down these stairs outside the uh, master bedroom. I'm going to go peek out. I want to go see who that is. Yeah. And by the time you get out there, you don't see anyone. This <sighs> is why I don't like haunted houses. Oh, wait. Everyone line up. We got a journal. Let's continue to explore the house. I think we'll find it. I think we should go down there where the... Um, yeah. Well, I think we should go into the closet. Yes. He said that was in the right direction, so it seems like that's where we should be investing. Yes. That's how we get out of this one. Yeah. Let's Drilling go that way. into the closet. So, we look for other secret things. Can in I the investigate a mystery? Someone should investigate a mystery. Yay. Agent Your Erickson. Turn. And I roll well. Good for you. Um, that's an 11. Okay. You hold three. Or is it two? It's two. I two on investigate a mystery. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, what's being concealed here? And. Well, I can answer that one, and you can decide what your next one should be then. Okay. So, at this point, you've already found two hidden doorways. So, you're not struggling at all whenever you're shining your light around, and you see another uh, patch that just took the fresh paint different than the rest of the wall in this room. And you are pretty sure you know how to operate it, even though you may have to cut a little bit of paint loose first. Um, you're pretty sure you can get that door that you found open. It's uh, at the end of the little uh, chamber, um, sort of uh, away from the exterior of the room, but towards, if you had uh, looked at the plans or talked to Kirsten, the tour guide, you know this is probably almost directly above the kitchen. All right. So if we open it up, is it like stairs descending? Well, you open it up and you see stairs descending into the darkness. Very narrow mm, stairs. That makes sense. Um, and then kind of tacking on to, like, now that we're gathering more evidence and we have the journal, can I ask, like, what happened here? You can... Um, I think that narratively and mechanically, this could be a little tricky to answer, but I think we can work that out. So as you're contemplating these stairs going down, you hear a scream coming from the direction of the observatory. 
and it's your pal Kirsten, and she's screaming, he left, he left, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, he's going to be eaten, his soul's going to be eaten. Should we go see who that is? I, $5 on the commissioner. I'm not taking that bet. I'll take $5 on Lapa against you. She's frozen. I'll shake his hand. Take that. So, so you go uh, back through the secret hallway. I guess you could go through the main hallway. And you find... secret hallway all the way. Okay. And you... You see Lackler uh, still frozen, sort of laid on the floor there. And she's complaining bitterly whenever she sees you. And Kirsten, who seems to, even though she's, uh, well, the youngest other than the four Crusen children, um, she's the youngest, but she somehow becomes sort of the leader of this group. And she says, the commissioner left. The commissioner uh, left in this creepy place. Oh my god! Oh my god! The stories that they tell about this place—if they're true—he's in a lot of trouble. Uh, could you give us like the the Spark Notes version of the the stories they tell about this place? Uh, they, they, I don't believe them, but they say that Mr. J.D. Montgomery built this place. He 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 brought in. Slave labor to do it. They dug the basement extra deep, and then, well, not all the workers ever showed up again. And and they said he did stuff. He made a deal somehow. And I don't know. It's scary. I've never been down there. Sounds like a human sacrifice and a murder basement. How are the children holding up? Um, they are weeping and hugging their parents. That is a fair reaction, children. Yeah, while all this is going on, I'm going to insensitively reach into my back pocket, get out a fiver and hand it to Erickson. (laughs) (laughs) Completely insensitive to the tone of the rest of the conversation. I am in the back of the room. Do we want to um, go after him, or shall we just go and try to get this over with? You know, I bet we're going to run into him as we go to the basement. That's kind of what I'm thinking. I think we should take those secret stairs and head on down, because hopefully it takes longer for him to get down there. Uh, At the same time, though, if if there is a death, then that will mean I have to fill out a lot more paperwork. That's your own problem. You're the only one who has to deal with paperwork. (sighs) I just need to find some, like, magical item. You got the book. I know. But something else would be good, too. They're kind of mad at me. So then let's go. We're wasting time. Let's not have like this conversation. Yes, let's go. So are you heading down the secret stairs that you found? Secret oh, stairs, sure. Secret yes. tunnel. Okay. So the four of you traipse back down the secret passageway, through the bedroom, down the secret stairs... And as you are going down the stairs, a powerful wind starts blowing from below. That's ominous. That. God. (sighs) Just a heavy sigh. (laughs) I mean, this is a great sign for me. There's some dark magic going on down there. Indeed, there are. And now we have to fight a devil as well. That's probably. Let's, oh, let's hurry. hurry on. Yeah. I'm going to so, get my flask out and sort of 
not unscrew it, but just hold it ready to unscrew. I'm going to re-dip the knife. So as you are going down these very narrow stairs that are made out of old, old wood, um, nails begin to pop out of them and fly towards you. Oh, faster. <laughs> so I think you're each going to have to roll to act under pressure to bat these nails away. Um, they're coming at you pointy in first. Well, yes. Okay, so Gwyneth, you're going to take one harm. Avis, you managed to uh, uh, mostly avoid these. They're annoying, but they're zero harm to you. Aaron, how'd you do? Ten. Okay, well, you managed to avoid any harm as well. Um, Erickson, how are you doing? Eleven. Ha ha ha. Well, good job, Gwyneth. You're the only one who got hit by a nail. Yay! And... That she was in the back and we all dodged it and she got hit. She got it, yeah, like we duck, duck, duck. <laughs> ah! So you come to the bottom of these stairs and you're in a peculiar, almost triangular room. Um, you see near the point of the triangle a figure who's busy lighting candles. You also see a large stack of skeletons to the left side as you're looking at this figure. Um, I am going to raise my gun. I'm not going to put my uh, finger on the trigger, though. And I'm going to say, what do you think you're doing? The figure stands up and you see it's Commissioner DeWine and he says, I'm getting us out of here. I'm also going to be neck governor. Oh, you're making... You're making a deal. Um, Aaron, would you like to tell him how these deals go? Uh, if you can sell, get my soul back in your deal, I'm happy for you to do whatever. Aaron! Your soul ain't none of my business. I just lost a game of cards. Um, I'm going to have to ask you to, uh, step away from the candles, sir. He lights the first candle, and as he does, he reaches into his jacket, and he pulls out a, uh, pistol. I shoot him in the hand. I'd like to kick some ass. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, um, I think first of all, uh, Agent Erickson, you need to roll to act under pressure to see how your shot is. Ten. Okay. So you hit him in the hand, and he screams, and he drops his gun. Um, meanwhile, Avis, you are attempting to kick some ass with your whammy move, your big whammy. Yes. I jolt forward and uh, sort of me. try to whack him with my usual magical sort of damage. We're gonna kill Commissioner Gordon. Yeah, pretty much. Oh, that's very, very good. Um, this is plus weird. This is gonna be a total of, if I can math, 12. Oh, I think I get to do an extra thing with my kick's mass. Okay. What is the extra thing you want to do? Um, let me look at the list. I think I know what I want to do, but I want to check to make sure there's not something. 
particularly handy. If I choose an extra effect, let's see. I don't want one forward. I don't want terrible harm. I want to force him where I want him. Okay. I essentially want him on the ground and the candle knocked out, like, what he, he was using to light the candles knocked away from him. Okay. And how much harm do you do with your big whammy? Um, I think that is too magical. That's what I thought. And so with that, um, Agent Erickson, you have shot uh, Commissioner DeWine in the hand, and he drops his gun and yells as you do that. And meanwhile, Avis is putting the big whammy on him, and she knocks him to the ground, and uh, the uh, matches he was striking to light the candles uh, fall harmlessly to the floor. But as this is happening, there's an almost like a uh, boiling of steam or something coming out of the floor in the center of the uh, candles, of which only one is lit. And suddenly, Cornelius Pennybrake is standing there, and he says, Oh, little witch, you shouldn't meddle with me. And Mr. Aronson, won't you come closer that I might enjoy your tasty succulent soul. And then he gestures, and all of those bones that are piled up begin to stand up and move towards you. When he appears, can I throw my knife at him that's covered in holy water? You can. Um, that would be an act under pressure roll. I'm kind of done with this ghost. <laughs> And I'm in battle mode now, so... Yeah, I'm going to try to pick up the candles. Uh, act under pressure? Yes. Um, that would be a 14. <laughs> <laughs> so, Agent Erickson, I don't know how practiced you are at knife throwing. You know, it is not a trivial thing to throw a knife so that the blade, the blade that you've maybe doused in holy water, will hit your target as opposed to the uh, handle. But I had a lot of practice growing up. Well, it, and it shows because you thwack your knife right into the midsection of Cornelius Pennybrake where he's standing on what you now see is a pentagon of, it appears like a trap door in the floor of the basement. And he screams as this goes through him. And it does indeed just pass right through him. And he says, Ah, that stings. You wouldn't do this to my corporeal form so easily. And then he gestures and um, about 20 skeletons begin to move towards you. I am diving for those candles. 20? Oh my God. That's a lot. <laughs> So, uh, Gwyneth, you say you are diving towards the uh, candles. Yeah, particularly the lit candle. Okay. Um, that's going to be an act under pressure. That's a 12. Oh, my God. So, you are able to uh, snatch up this candle, and you notice it is in a sort of peculiar... Uh, green uh, mineral looking candle holder and all of the other 
well, the four other candles are, are similarly situated, but they're as of yet not lit. And Cornelius sort of glares at you and says, <laughs> you wish to interfere your a fellow witch? You must deal with my minions who are so delicious in centuries past. And you suddenly have five skeletons around you, Gwyneth. I blow up the candle. <laughs> then you're in the pitch black of a deep basement. Although, Eric, so do you have your flashlight on still? Yep. So I guess it's not pitch black. You can only, the only light is from uh, Erickson's candle. And you hear Penny Break laugh, and he says, Blowing out a candle does not close the door that was cracked open by the mortal foolishness before. No, the door is still open a crack, and while it is, I shall enjoy this place very much. Gwyneth, you have, you have five skeletons coming at you. Um, I think you need to roll to act under pressure because while they don't have any sort of weapons, they are clasping at you and swinging at you and going to town on you. Nine. Okay. So I think that's going to be a worse outcome, which is that you're able to keep your feet as these skeletons are trying to pull you down and pummel you, but you do take one harm from their blows as they're coming at you. Could I do some magic? What kind of magic do you want to do? There is an ability in use magic that it is banish a spirit or curse from person, object, or place it inhabits. Okay. And I don't know if use magic is powerful enough to actually just banish this devil we're dealing with right off. Be gone. If it is, that'd be great. But I was thinking maybe I could do something about the skeletons using that, because I assume there's some sort of magic or spirit or curse acting on them to make them animated. I, I think it's reasonable for you to assume that this is Penny Break using magic of some kind yeah. to animate the skeletons. So I, I think that's a reasonable use of use magic that's not going to require a big, big magic. Okay, then I will try to use magic to do that. To try to disrupt what he's doing to the skeleton. Oh, wow. The, the dice like it when I use magic, but not when I investigate <laughs> mysteries is what I'm learning. Um, cause that is going to be three. That's going to be 12. Okay. Um, so, so what does this look like? This, this I'm magic really extremely angry. And once again, instead of like calling upon a actual ritual or incantation, I just look at all these skeletons and the fact that they are like possessed by something and I just snarl at them and this sort of wave of weird whitish, bluish, greenish energy sort of comes out for me, and those that are within range of me collapse. Mm -hmm. And I think actually with that rule, they all collapse, and Pennybreak looks at you and he says, oh, little witch, you think you have ended my minions, but there's still another who will assist me here. And suddenly the uh, badly damaged commissioner who's been laying unconscious uh, begins to twitch and somehow 
uh, penny break begins to become a fog of some variety that sort of streams into the commissioner who suddenly stands up and begins moving towards you, retrieving his gun and waving his free hand. I got this one. I'd like to throw my entire flask of holy water right in the commissioner's stupid face. Saying <laughs> I haven't got any friggin' fours. <laughs> well, roll for it and act under pressure then, Aronson. I forgot how you you lost your soul and go fish. I forgot that yep. too. I've forgotten that too until today. <laughs> uh, it's cool. I rolled a six. <laughs> <laughs> You can. You can. How how are you helping Aaron throw holy water on the county commissioner? You know, <laughs> I'm going to like. I see that he's like a bit nervous, right? And so he throws it, starts throwing it a bit sooner than he should have. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to give him a shove to close that distance. Who are you shoving? Aaron. Okay, so you're trying to <laughs> shove Aaron to help his aim be better. Get him. In well, range. get him closer. Yeah. Okay. Roll, roll to help out. This is such a Gwyneth way to help out. Oh it my really god. Is. Uh, what do I add for that? I think it's cool. cool. Yep. It's cool. Well, then that's an eight. <laughs> so, so you're able to succeed to bump Aaron up to a mixed success, but you're going to expose yourself to danger. And well, what's a bit more danger? And so... A gun? Yeah, so as you are moving and shoving Aaron, um, the body of the commissioner, who I think we can all agree is currently possessed by Cornelius Pennybreak, um, pulls the trigger on his gun, and Gwyneth, you feel a searing pain in your side, and you take two harm. Well, guys, I'm unstable. <laughs> Great! <laughs> Happy Halloween. <laughs> Gwyneth's just going to lie in a pool of her own that's forming now. <laughs> time with this group. I'm the one wearing body armor. Why don't you let me do this? Uh, so I, I think now we have to deal with the, the uh, mixed success of Aaron Aronson. So, um, so you didn't just outright miss thanks to Gwyneth's help. Um, but your aim ain't great, which is not surprising given that you're sort of stumbling towards the commissioner. So you get to splash a little bit of the holy water onto the face. And the commissioner slash devil screams, oh, that that hurts. And he slumps down and collapses onto the floor again. And suddenly, Penny Break is in his incorporeal form standing behind the now prone commissioner. And he looks at you, Aaron, and he says, well, that, that wasn't nice at all, was it, Mr. Aronson? I believe I shall julian your soul and eat you slowly when the time comes. I'm going to run over to Gwyneth. Okay. Um, uh, start, like, ripping up some clothes, I guess. Mm-hmm. What, what is Gwyneth wearing? Because... Aaron does, Erickson doesn't want to rip up his own clothes. He doesn't have a lot. <laughs> I mean, I'm probably just wearing, like, you know, blue t-shirt and some jeans. Cash. Cash. I'll, I'll rip off, like, a portion, like, 
a portion of your jeans. Not just like tear them with the knife and whatnot. Or no, I don't have my knife. I'm trying to do first aid. Yes. And your, your holy water doused knife is still sort of on the back wall. Um, I guess I'll run and grab that and then come back to Gwyneth. Cut up some cloth and... So I think you're going to have to act under pressure to get the knife. Seems easy enough. Uh, 11. Okay. So you dart past Penny Break to where your knife is resting just outside of the pentagram that had been um, partially constructed. And you're able to get it because Penny Break is so distracted with this annoying holy water and the little monologue he's giving Aronson about Julianing his soul and stuff like that. And so you now have your knife and you are behind Penny Break. And Gwyneth is on the other side of Penny Break with your other two companions. And she's Gwyneth is busy bleeding out over there. And meanwhile, the commissioner is just laying prone on the floor and he's um, he doesn't look good either. What is left of him looks pretty uh, grave. The hand is bleeding. He's a very... It's hard to tell in the dim light, but he's a very ash, ashen gray color. Mm, okay, okay. I have three decisions. I could heal or stab or try to break the pentagram. I think I'm going to dash past Penny Bright again, just so that I can make sure that Gwyneth doesn't die. Now, I... I like priority. I, I will say that, you know, she's unstable, but she's just unstable. So Gwyneth isn't going to... I am not going to die immediately. Yeah. Okay. Um, in that case, I'm going to stab the ghost in the back. <laughs> okay. Roll to kick some ass. This is something I am not good at. <laughs> stick to throwing knives. Oh, that's a one. <laughs> Hi, you failed badly. You don't do that a So I rolled double ones and I have minus one. So what happens here is that, uh, Erickson, you begin to leap across the pentagram to stab Penny Break in the back. And he suddenly whirls around and says, hey, you can't surprise me, little one. And he just sort of like flicks a finger and you go crashing into the wall of the basement, um, taking two harm. Uh, I have two armor. So you're merely a little uh, disheveled and disoriented. <laughs> what are the rest of you doing? Um, oh, I, I'm gonna turn around and go, Avis, do you know magic ships? Shut the game, shut the game, shut the yeah. game. I'm going to try to figure out what he meant by the door being cracked open and how the hell I can close it. So how are you going to try to figure that out? Um, I'm trying to look at the pentagram on the ground and all of that and where the candles were. I'm, I mean, some of them have been disrupted by Gwyneth by now. But I'm, situation. Hmm? Is it reading a bad situation? Yeah, I guess it might be a read a bad situation or an investigative mystery. I'm not sure which is. I, I, think, I think read a bad situation. Those give you slightly different questions, and you can pick whichever one you like. Um, I'm, mm, 
I think it would be a what is vulnerable to me, so I'm going to go with read about situation. Okay. Um, that's an eight. Okay. So I hold one, and okay. that is going to be what is most vulnerable to me. So, as you are surveying the situation, both with your eyes and with your magical senses, you know or, or perceive a couple of different things. One is that this incorporeal form of the devil that's in front of you mm-hmm. is vulnerable to your magic. And, you know, if he could apply it well, Erickson's uh, holy water dipped blade um, or the holy water, which is now mostly in little droplets on the floor. Um, this form is definitely vulnerable to those things. And you also notice that this pentagon that is like a trap door in the um, floor of the, the basement there is just ever so slightly cracked open. You can almost, you can't see it with your eyes, but there's a magical force emanating around the edges of it. And you notice that it's on some wavelength that each of the five sides is maybe just a little bit of a different wavelength that you can detect somehow with your magical senses. Okay. So I could either try to destroy this incorporeal form of the devil, or I could attempt to close this door somehow, is what I'm getting. Yes, both of those are vulnerable to you, but they're vulnerable to you in different ways. Okay. I think I'm going to attempt to attack the devil. The devil you know, right? Yeah, the devil you know. Very much so. So, okay, I was looking at Big Whammy. Okay. And it technically doesn't have the tag magical. I think for our purposes in this game, it is a magical attack, yes. Yeah, okay, I figured that was true, but I wanted to make sure, because I could use the use magic inflict one harm, but I'd prefer to use Big Whammy. Yeah. Um, I'm going to use Big Whammy, and if I can... This might just be flavor, but I'm going to try to use my sort of telekinetic force powers to try to catch up some of the holy water droplets that are on the floor. Okay. Turn into steam. Yeah, like I'm trying to use what is there because I know he's vulnerable to it. Uh, okay. That's a 10 total. Okay. On um, kick some ass. So I think I get a bonus effect, right? Mm-hmm. You do. So you get plus okay. one forward from reading a bad situation. You oh, do. I do. So it's yes. an 11, technically. Yes. Um, I will inflict terrible harm. So this is going to be three harm, ignore harm, or magical. So what happens is you, well, do you gesture? How, you, how do you invoke this, this magic of the big whammy? Um, as usual, I'm sort of like outstretching my arms and pulling on invisible strings almost. And in this case, I'm actually more pushing forward and up. So, like, raising a hand and the, the silver-blue magic that usually occurs um, starts on the floor beneath him where the holy water is mm-hmm. and then rises into the air, taking some of the holy water with it and slams into him from underneath. Okay. And so this water begins to sort of slam into Cornelius Pennybreak, and he looks visibly pained on his incorporeal face, and he says, oh, little witch, and he 
sort of gestures with a backhand and a psychic force slams into you and you fly backwards and you take two harm. Okay. I cannot be damaged. <laughs> Is everyone else down to float in one way or another? Uh, pretty much, yes, Aaron. Although Gwyneth is able, like, just because you, Gwyneth is unstable doesn't mean she can't take actions. It's just that she's going to continue taking harm. So it's Aaron staring down the demon, all on his lonesome, all his friends done. It's time for a good old distraction. Okay. I'm going to reach into my sleeves and draw out a pack of cards and go, Ah, I see you've come ready for a rematch then. Wouldn't it be a shame if you were to lose here and now? The little old me, would you like to play a game? Ah. Get him into monologuing to distract him so everyone else could do something? I, Mr. Aronson, would like to eat your soul. Yeah. My you soul. like monsters. So what does my soul have any sevens? Are you trying to do a, a hell out? Like, by distracting him? Honestly, I went for the flavor over a specific move at that point. <laughs> well, I, I, and I think that you've at least got the attention of Penny Break. Um, so if anyone else, I, I mean, probably not Avis, because she just got hurled into the wall. Um, but if anyone else would like to do something. I mean, how close am I to the pentagram? I mean, you're, you're pretty close. This isn't a large chamber. Yeah. I'm just going to keep, like, messing with that pentagram, right? Like gotta close that door somehow. I'm just gonna pretty much, like, crawl over there and just start, like, knocking candles over, rolling around, trying to rub out lines, like... So do you... So, there aren't any... I thought it was, like, engraved in the floor. Yeah, there aren't any lines you can easily rub out with normal means that you have available to you. Um, there is a sort of pentagon that appears like a trap door that... Avis detected little magical oozings around. I, I think, Gwyneth, you have some weird capabilities, so you probably can sort of sense them as well. And the pentagram is outside of that doorway. All right, so I'm just going to try to, like, shut the door, I guess, then, by physically lying on it. Do you want to use any magic? Do anything like magic. I can tell you, you're perfectly welcome to physically lay across it. I'm not sure you would like... No, I am in pain and bleeding out. I've heard bleeding I'm... on pentagrams. So, and, and I will say, as a, yes, as a fan of your character, bleeding out to your death on the pentagram that summons it's the devil... It's a bad idea. <laughs> no one specified to death. I'm just not standing up, and so I'm just going to, like partially lay on it as I use magic to try to close it. <laughs> okay. Um, give a, a use magic roll. Um, that's a nine. Okay. So I... Help out. You can. Um, how do you want to help out, Avis? I, I mean, I'm probably noticing the change in the magical field as Gwyneth tries to use magic to close this thing, mm -hmm. so I'm going to attempt to help out by essentially contributing energy to whatever she's trying to do, like, with these different frequencies of magic on the door. Okay. So I'll roll the help out, I suppose. Yes. <laughs> nope. 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 Um, that is a 
total of six. I level up. <laughs> Good job. So, Avis, I, I think that what happens here is that Pennybreak senses the magic happening, but because you're the one who's hurt him before, he attributes it to you. That's fair. And so he sort of does a um, move like a masked and caped villain in a movie franchise we don't have a license to might do. And you can feel a hand gripping you by the throat beginning to choke you. And he says, little witch, you can't banish me so easily. And you take one harm as he's choking you magically. But can I take my knife? And because I don't have any really weird sensibilities, but I know geometric shapes on the ground aren't good, I'm going to try to, like, physically cut into the floor. So I, I think you can do that, and I, I think that we know because of Gwyneth's role, which was a mixed success, we kind of know how this is going to go, but I, I think that, Erickson, you can give a role to act under pressure because this could go better or worse. Um, that's a nine plus three. Okay. So it's not really clear what does it, whether it's Gwyneth's magic and blood and <laughs> physical presence on the pentagram, although probably not the blood or the physical presence. It's probably magic. Or is it John Erickson's blade that has been dipped in holy water that digs into and gouges into the stone of the basement floor. But the pentagram begins to break and the magic uh, forces that seem to be ebbing out of this uh, or flowing out of this uh, trap door that have been sort of rushing towards Penny Break, they begin to ebb a little bit and they begin to draw back and as this happens penny break screams in pain and begins to dissolve in front of you and he says as he's going away oh little witch aronson all of you and your friends i shall be back for you and suddenly um he disappears and Erickson, even your flashlight that you're holding, for some reason it just goes out and you're left in pitch, pitch black. Is everyone okay? Does anyone need first aid? Mostly. Yes. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, no, I'm fine. Not a scratch on me. Oh, well, I, I, I don't feel so good. The commissioner, what? Who turned out the, the lights? Um, no. Can I, can I use magic to light something up so we can actually see? You can. Because it's going to be hard to do first aid in the dark. Oh, I found a candle. <laughs> no. No. I got a 10 on use magic. So I, I think that it effortlessly you um, create a little orb of light that you're holding in your hand. And with that, you can see the mayhem that has unfolded in the basement there. You can see a scuffed pentagram. You can dimly make out a pentagon-shaped doorway. Um, a lot of bones. Bones are scattered all over the place. 
and you can see a door open in the wall sort of underneath the uh, stairs that you came down into the secret chamber, and it appears that's where the commissioner came in, and um, at this point, congratulations, you have successfully defeated the devil Cornelius Pennybrake in his attempt to uh, take over the town of Rails End. Great. Yay. I'm going to pocket every magical thing in this room. What are those magical things? Well, you know, probably the candles are a good a good start. Okay. Uh, for good measure, I'll package up some of the human bones. Oh. Take a picture of the room? Yeah, I take a lot of pictures of the room on my, on my phone. I rolled a, a nine to stabilize you. So you're stabilized. Woo! Yeah, and I, I think at this point, everyone can at least be stabilized enough to go upstairs and get some medical care. And by the way, you need to take care of that commissioner. He's down to one. Yeah, I so, I'll stabilize him. Do you want to stabilize him? I can heal him with magic. I, I, I think mine doesn't kill them if I mess up. I mean, it wouldn't kill him. Oh, it does. Yeah. But, I mean, we'll, we'll see. Oh, no. Oh, I get plus three, so I do stabilize him. Okay. Roll the four. That Is he still in bad shape? Like, can we move him? Oh, yeah, no, you, well, I mean, you're going to have to move him. Yeah. Well, I guess you don't have to. I mean, you can call the paramedics. You can go upstairs and call the paramedics to come into the secret murder chamber with the pentagram and stuff. into the secret murder chamber, no. Um, I'm going to, as soon as we drag his body out and we get signal upstairs, mm-hmm. uh, I want to make a phone call to my uh, to MIA and let them know that we have a uh, a, a man who was trying to summon a devil <laughs> we should probably get him under investigation yeah, and not just a man a county commissioner yes and, and I think you can just do that like you're not requesting any particular service are you no okay no, so, this is just asking them to yeah. do their job yeah so I don't think you even have to do a deal with agency rule for that. I think you're good there. So I'm going to dismantle the ward around the observatory. <laughs> okay. Uh, and let Lackler go. <laughs> Poor Lackler. I have no regret. So you do realize it was her Pinta scanner that uh, opened the door initially. No! Damn! <laughs> damn it! I mean, it had five antenna. 